to Respawn. I'm Colby. And I'm Derek. And oh my god, it feels so good to be back. It really does. I know, for those listening, if you listen to the Little Bitty King Spawn episode, thank you. Uh, sorry this is taking longer than we thought. As always, I had a, just a laundry list of weird shit pop up and had to be taken care of. Uh, we're back. That's why you're getting a weird double dose of Spawn this week. Uh we want to and make sure. I just want to take a, a, a quick moment to say on air, thank you, Colby, for doing the uh, the King Spawn coverage. I did not get a chance to read the issue, oh, and oh, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I am very excited to hear you talk about it, and uh, I'm really thrilled to have a little mini episode like that on the feed. Hopefully, we can do uh, some more stuff like that in the future. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, we'll start off saying if you guys like like more current Spawn reviews, I keep up with Spawn constantly. I do not mind, and would love to do. Some uh, just little episodes here and there talking about what's going on. And uh, I will note King Spawn for anyone wondering. I've dug it a lot. It does differentiate itself from the main spawn line a lot because the main spawn line is in this more larger than life, uh, closer to a superhero book than it has been in a long time. And King Spawn's kind of so far in this first issue much more of the horror and dark focused. So I'm uh, glad that it seems like there's a dividing line right now between the two. It sounds great. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to read it. I'm gonna have to give it a shot, even though uh, I am essentially 215 issues behind. Yeah, well, you read Spawn's Universe, so you know you're kind of you're kind of there. You know, Spawn's Universe. We mentioned it when it happened. Connected to issue 100 to Spawn, which we get to talk about today. Yes. Oh my God, I'm so thrilled to talk about it. What volume are we on? Are we on 17? It's, I think it's on, been a while. I think we're on. Uh, let me. I'll do some. Let me do some quick looking. Uh, yeah, I think this is. Either 17 or 18. I'll double-check and make sure. I will say, we are very, very close to finishing the first Humble Bundle worth of Spawn, which was the reason we started the Spawncast, was because I wanted to uh, to read the books I bought in a Humble Bundle. So um, I'm really kind of amazed and impressed we managed to cut through it. Yeah. In such What feels like such a short amount of time. Yeah, uh, it is Volume 17, by the way. Issues 99 through 104. Awesome. Uh yeah, this is a culmination of a lot of stuff. I also can't no believe... No joke. Yeah, I also can't believe we're here. Also, put it in kind of time preference, uh, issue 100 hit in November 2000. Oh, wow. So we have, we've had, like, uh, like again, this when we talk about, man, this reads really well, it's weird to put in perspective because we're reading it. Even when we had a couple months off because of training, we still have read, you know, fucking... Oh, not quite, but almost a decade's worth of comics in a year. And that's... That's insane. Yeah, it's fucking insane, because, you know, when you're reading, especially how we read and hopefully you guys listening to this read along, it always, you know, it never feels like that, and I do think we don't necessarily give McFarlane the credit on this half, because we don't feel it, but man, these actually read surprisingly well back-to-back-to-back-to-back for the most part, knowing how much time really has passed. Right, exactly. Like, we've, we're talking at this point, 2000, movies come and gone, shows, I think, come and gone. Uh, yeah, I think the show ended in, like, 99 at the, yeah. at the latest, so... Something like that image is in a shit show around this, uh, pretty soon around this time. Yeah, I think they've lost a lot of their... Um... A lot of the main stuff that was that made Image Image by this point, of course, D, uh, I want to say we're very close to Jim Lee selling Wildstorm to DC. Uh, Marvel which, which, is uh, almost bankrupt at this point, if not <laughs> if not just coming or about to come out of it. Uh, no, they're they're about to fall straight into it because I want to okay. say it was two thousand one or two thousand two that um, the the uh, the Marvel Knights staff took over and Joe Casada um, brought in Kevin Smith for Daredevil. And uh, Grant Morrison did his um, new X Men. So yeah, we are about a year out from new X Men. Damn. Uh, this volume, we might talk a little bit differently about. We've kind of talked about in a couple of previous ones too, because this one is divided. Very interesting. Where issues ninety nine and a hundred are very much basically a straight through and one on one, almost like uh, you know a little bit of after credits, it's, if it's you will. It's an epilogue. It's an ep- yeah. Excuse me. It's an epilogue. It's a uh, very much the the end of one story, um, a uh, a final nail in a certain coffin, one could say, oh, or at least that's what it's being presented as. And then um, we have that classic McFarlane uh, 
going just doing his anthology stuff that he really enjoys doing. Yeah. And I do I do have some thoughts on that. Um, we'll talk about that when we get to those issues. Yeah, uh, so issue 100 and 101, we should all say, is the uh, last major, major Greg Capullo art for a while. Aw, uh, man. Uh, we also have, uh, what's his name, Brian, I always fucking name, Brian Holligan, Holguin, however you say his name. Uh, uh, I always thought it was Holguin, but mm-hmm. uh, man, I've, I've never actually heard him say it, so yeah. that is just based on me having read it at some point or another. I have him doing a ton of the co-scripting, some of the main scripting, some sort of his issues. Uh, again, that blurry line of hard to tell exactly who's who at some points, which I guess to credit him, not mm-hmm. a bad thing. I didn't realize he'd actually scripted any of this when I was reading it. So, yeah, he's, he captures McFarlane's voice and uh, mannerisms quite well, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to jump into this because 99 picks up pretty much where 98 left off. You guys remember where we have Angela's fighting Angel, Spawn's fighting Urizen, uh, Cyan and Granny have some great moments early on. I don't want to jump too far ahead because you have a lot of uh, really fun art, a lot of really cool moments happening in those early pages in the first half of this book. A lot of cool fight scenes going on throughout this issue. The Angela fighting with the angels and Spawn in your eyes and a really fucking cool fights too. Yes. Yeah, you were not wrong about your eyes and I was I had a ton of fun yeah. reading about this guy and uh his his eventual defeat um in this issue. Um yeah, just uh, so much of it like uh, basically the first half of the book is uh, fight scenes, a couple of different fight scenes. You've got Angela basically by herself fighting off the legions of heaven, trying to keep them from crashing to Earth, because doing so will trigger the apocalypse. It's the excuse Malbolgia and his ilk have been waiting for uh, to kick off the apocalypse and, and uh, the final days. Spawn, um, oh man, I don't, I don't even know how to describe this fight scene, because it's really... It's great. It's it's Spawn getting his ass kicked, but also honestly, you know, handling his own yeah. in a way that he wasn't able to the last time we saw um, uh, Urizen, Urizel. Sorry, I yeah, I go back word. and forth on it too. I <laughs> one of the two, Urizen, Urizen, something. And then and then some um, some stuff with Granny Blake, some stuff with Wanda, um, but yeah, so much. I mean, I'd say probably a good what three-fourths of this book is just some really what McFarlane does best honestly let's be fair you and I talk about he has a really great hand at characterization he handles extreme emotional stuff really well but especially since I'm gonna say since about the the um, 50s or 60s maybe even earlier but I, I really remember noticing it basically I guess when Capullo started penciling on a regular basis the fight scenes really kicked up a notch this is just this is comics right here this is something you can really only do properly in comics and that is these big uh as you as you talked about uh, in in a, a group text with the with the other member of our podcast team recently this, these this is a book about characters who have been have been killing gods yeah and they just they're just beating uh your ass your ass um, and it, like I said, it is inter- interspersed nicely with some some good character beats and character moments. But the, for the most part, this issue is just badass, incredible fight scene. And uh, to, to jump ahead of your of your uh, description a little bit, um, the, I, I honestly really really love that uh, the oh the Metatrons. I guess I really yeah. don't know what they're called. They're 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 the vo- the voice the three voices of the Almighty basically say she's right all of you stand down angela um do as thou wilt when it comes to helping spawn so just as spawn seems to be once again kind of losing that upper hand he's gained uh angela comes down from heaven and helps him uh defeat uh your eyes and, and man it's just so much fun this this issue is just a ton of fun no it really is uh Kind of end that uh, we should mention the one of the big things that we know now that uh, Abin's absent by Malbolgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you have the sign and granny stuff. So just talking about the, the sad man and uh, Wanda and Terry. More about their pregnancy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very again. You talk about the core of it, the fight. It's amazing, uh, and it does set up. Again, it's hard not to just do it. Hard uh, not to just jump into issue one hundred because issue one hundred goes straight from there. Yeah, I mean it's literally 
it's it's so amazing. You know, I feel like another book, um, and not to throw the man under the bus, I'm, I'm still a pretty big fan. In a Bendis book, the Mount Bolger reveal, or even a Scott Lobdell book from the 1990s, the Mount Bolger reveal would then be followed by six months of deciding and planning and debating and arguing. So this is the information we have now. You know, we, we just finished this big badass fight with uh, Urizen. What do we do next? Do we go after Mount Bolger? What is his plan? What is the next step? Nope, none of that shit. Nope. The the fight with Urizen is literally the the um, the the pre-show, the the, yeah. the uh, appetizer to what is coming next, which is Spawn immediately traveling to hell to fight Mount Bolger. So there's, I mean, it, it, you're right. It's almost impossible to discuss issue 99 without discussing issue 100 because they are, they are two halves of a whole at this point. Oh, they are. Yeah. Cause you go straight there. You have uh Mammon talking to Mount Bolger at the very beginning of the issue about, uh, you know, kind of question him, him, they're arguing back and forth. Mount Bolger basically saying what we, kind of knew would be the case, which is he has this plan so he can become the sole ruler of hell. And beyond that, you go pretty fast into Spawn going to hell. And that's interspersed with uh, Wanda and Labor. And uh, the fucking thing we've been waiting a long time, you have Malbolgia and Spawn fucking going at it. Which, again, like you mentioned, it is kind of fucking refreshing in a book that has had very deliberate pacing for a long time when you kind of the hits that's start a, coming that's a generous way to say it oh yeah um, well, no this, offense no uh, well i think it some mcfarland actually is deep pretty decent at that doesn't get credit for is doing the thing where you'll have a lot of issues that have big story beats that go forward and you'll have kind of we'll talk about in a minute more like these anthology issues these issues of hey kind of one and dones that build up to something without realizing and then when we hit a big story moment he's not afraid to pull the trigger and just go okay we're at the story moment the story moment's happening we're not stretching it out here it is it's spawn and malbolgia fighting issue 100 it's you know the big issue 100 november 2000 we also have a shit ton happening because not only do you have the fight scene you have you have a major hero death and a major villain death in an issue which is again you mentioned business and stuff i kind of feel like we're talking about it, so I feel like the death of Malbolgia and the death of Angela would have been two milestone issues that were like 20 issues apart. Right. Or at least, you know, the the beginning and the end of a story arc, not yeah. the same issue. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, man, I gotta, I gotta say, I, w- I was saying you were being a little too kind when you were saying that McFarlane could be deliberately paid, because as much as we love him on this show, I feel like sometimes McFarlane... Uh, gets lost in his own work. Oh, yeah. His deliberate pacing becomes a bit of a more uh, a snail's pace. That's something, again, we're going to talk about that a little bit when we get past uh, the major events of this issue, when we when we get into the more anthology issues. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get there when we get there. This issue, um, I'm not going to make any bones about it. This issue is basically perfect. Oh, yeah. It's uh, for an issue 100. If you especially put yourself in that mindset of been waiting for this confrontation for a long time, and again, the fact that you don't have to wait, it dives into it, and it, the bulk of this issue, it's what's going on. It does a great job of kind of what a great big uh, 100th issue should do, where it wraps up all these years and years of the story buildup, and also with the Wanda pregnancy, with a few other things, are setting up things to come in ways that never feel like they're being forced down your throat and genuinely feel like, oh my god, I'm excited to see what happens here, I can't wait to... What's going on here? What's going on here? And it's drawn incredibly well. There's a million great covers for this issue, of course. <laughs> There's all kinds uh, of The cool volume stuff. I have, I only got the one 100 cover, so I'm really sad about that. I do want to address something you just brought up, though. Uh, Wanda's pregnancy. I feel, and I'm glad to know that this isn't the end of that particular story. Oh, no. Because yeah. I, I, that is, if this issue has a flaw, um, I feel like it's we've had all of this buildup with Wanda's pregnancy a very rosemary's baby a situation where the pregnancy doesn't feel right she's in a lot of pain there's there's definitely been a lot of hints saying there is something up with wanda now admittedly she does get visited by some kind of stranger let me flip through later in the issue i remember uh seeing she gets some kind of an assist like a a heavenly assist it's like nope it's just twins everything's fine but it still feels like that that almost felt like a cop-out 
yeah, yeah, one of the angels visits her. It looks like one of the Metatron visits her. I will say that, uh, yeah, the, the, the twins definitely become a, a central part of the story pretty soon. That's a rather important. I mean, I, okay. As I, I say pretty soon, I don't know actually how soon, but I know, see, this is where, now we're in this weird point of I've reread a lot of the Spawn period. I'm like, I can't remember if I'm talking about in like four issues or in like 50 issues. Right. Well, the fact remains, you know, I, I am here for the ride. I am here for the next 50 or more issues. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just glad to hear, uh, again, as, as the Spawn novice, that um, that's not the end of their story and that they're not just two happy and healthy twins. That, oh, no, yeah. You know, we're just going to get some, some mild uh, cyan-type stories with that they actually have. Uh, their, their, their story is not over yet. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, no, it is nowhere near done for those two. It's a... Uh... We got a, we got a lot of characters that are going to pop up. My the only thing that is kind of disappointing in these issues, uh, and we've seen this be a pattern in these characters, uh, is Sam and Twitch. I, I do miss them, and I know that during... I didn't even realize they were gone. Oh shit! And I love Sam and Twitch. Yeah, well, it's, to this day, this has this problem where, like, when it's a Sam and Twitch story, they're very focused and very there, and when they, the story is not about them, uh, it's like we okay, they're just gone. Yeah, they they have their own. Well, are, are, is uh, no Bendis' Sam and Twitch series hasn't started yet. I was I was going to try to offer that up, uh, but Bendis' Sam and Twitch stories doesn't start until sometime in the early two thousands. We're a couple years away from that, so I have no excuse for for the lack of Sam and Twitch in an issue one hundred, no less. Yeah, I, it is what it is. But yeah, it's a it's always hard to talk about great issues because issue one hundred. Is a great issue, and it ends with this a very foreboding thing when you have the death of Angela, you have the death of Malbolgia, and you basically have... A... Well, not just that. Yeah. When, when Spawn kills Malbolgia, he is offered entrance into heaven. Yeah. He is given something that supposedly has been something that he has sought. You know, he has found redemption. And admittedly, yes, this isn't... Um, I'm going to spoil it right now. This isn't the first time he's quote unquote turned his back on heaven, yeah. but he's literally turning his back on redemption. It is not just we want you to fight for us. It is that you can retire. You are done. Your your pain, your misery is over. Well, and uh, to kind of not to sorry to interrupt, but to tie no into that just a bit, not only did he turn down in heaven, he turns down ruling hell. Yes, he 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 is sticking to his guns, which. Again, for for a character who can be so, um, uh, geez, I've, I've lost the word. I'm sorry, but a character who can who can be so wishy washy as Spawn, um, depend, you know, his his fate being depending on what McFarlane wanted to write about at the moment, and that's something McFarlane's talked about. He just kind of writes about whatever he thinks sounds cool at the moment. Um, that's definitely been a through line for Spawn that he's stuck with for a good twenty thirty issues now, which is basically fuck you, fuck them, fuck all of it. I'm done. I'm fucking done. And in the face of, again, actual legitimate redemption, he turns up his nose and says no. Yeah, with the, with the same anger and distaste as he does a throne in hell. Yeah. He, it, to, it literally, to him, they are no different. And uh, it's it's been kind of a theme. Oh, yeah, I mean, book. that's... It's, it's really locked in ever since the uh, it found out that uh, Heaven employs vampires which was a really big moment for me uh, for this book. Yeah. Uh, something that, that really made me realize something about this book. But um, yeah, it's uh, that has been the through line is that heaven and for, for at least this universe, heaven and hell are no different. And that is uh, a, a very definitive uh, exclamation point is put on that in this issue in a way that I thought was really impressive. Also, I loved the, the one page uh reunion of uh wanda and the spirit of al simmons yeah again it's been discussed several times spawn is no longer al simmons he does not associate himself with that character so wanda saying goodbye and again i have not read the next 200 issues but i can pretty i feel, feel pretty confident in saying i doubt we see al simmons again he his story has been put to rest this this is now the story of spawn i yeah, yeah, I won't say too much. I will say okay. we, we we're probably we're definitely not like completely done with Al, uh, but uh, yeah, we're 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 done. I think we're done for a little while. But uh, 
So again, this is also weird. Cause I'm gonna throw. We'll, we'll also throw in a little bit of issue 101 here because speaking of like turned out heaven and hell, that's and then being the same. It's a pretty much the crux of issue 101 yeah. too. Is the issue? The issue is literally called aftermath. It's yeah. it's 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 an epilogue issue. It is very much um, tying a sour bow on on the events we just read. Yeah, because we get a. We love we love Granny on this podcast. We love we her a lot. We adore Granny on this podcast. And we kind of get that moment that we've been dreading but knew was coming for a long time in 101 where you have Granny waking up in the middle of the night to go talk to Al. He's there and her, him basically dropping the ball of like, I'm not a fucking angel. Heaven sucks just as bad as hell. Anyone who believes they're going to this better place is a fucking idiot. It's basically a coin toss. That's when you're going to depending on who needs who. Yeah, uh, and her just losing it and being like, you know, getting very pissed at Spawn for the first time in this book. I'd be like, how dare you call me, basically call me a fool in my life, a fool because I want to believe in this and that, and and it, and actually some decent writing of Spawn not backing down and saying I'm sorry and like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm lying. I'm, that's not true. Well, the the whole thing of it is though is even though this is something that Al has witnessed, that Al has seen, the reason. He's saying something specifically to this character is because she is the last tie to Al yeah. Simmons' humanity that he has been unable to cut. And unlike any other character who he can just abandon, he, he can't just abandon Granny. So in his, I don't know, petulance, in his um, think, thinking, believing that he's doing the right thing, that he's doing her a favor, he is saying what he needs to tell her – to, to cut her out of his life to make to make him a, a non presence in her he cannot have he cannot rely on her anymore for yeah. her safety um, and he, he 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 cuts her out in the most brutal way possible which is unfortunately telling her the truth yeah no because again he doesn't when it doesn't lie you mentioned a minute ago we also throughout this conversation. The twins are born, Jake and Kate, and like you mentioned, they're kind of miracle babies, or quote-unquote miracle babies. Uh, we'll learn more about that, a, I want to say a lot later on why they're, the choices were made by different parties on why to help them live through the pregnancy. Uh, but there, yeah, Jake and Kate are born. Uh, there is one thing I want to talk about. There's one particular panel in this that I'm sorry, because most of the art in these are great. Oh, is it the forehead? Yes! I, he does it a couple times. But this one is this drawing of Wanda going from Capullo's Wanda to specifically the in giving birth Wanda with like a forehead that takes up half the panel is bizarre, and yeah. I don't know I don't know how that was not a redraw or how that wasn't like, hey, we need to fix this panel. Yeah, I um, if you didn't bring it up, I was going to because what the hell is going on there? Yeah, for those reading along, there is one literally one panel where most of the art in this issue, even though it's not Capullo art, is. Very gorgeous and awesome, but there's one panel where it's her during uh, birth where I don't know exactly what they're well, trying she's, to convey. She's, ner- she's about to nurse one of the babies. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I, I knew it was somewhere in there. I couldn't remember exactly where. But yeah, she's, again, she's sweaty. She's wore out. It makes sense. Whatever. But for some reason... Yeah, we don't need, we don't need her looking like a supermodel at this point. Yeah. But we do need her looking like a human being. And there's two times and that this artist... And not Oh, I forget. It's uh, Angel... Oh, uh, Angel Medina, I believe. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. This looks like Angel Medina's work. Uh, and there are this one at a time later on with the kid, where for some reason Angel just draws a forehead extremely large for no reason. And most of the art, the vast majority is great. I nothing against Angel's art in this in this series. Just for some reason, this panel in particular, yeah, just looks bizarre. It it, th- it pulls you out of the story. Yeah, it like, does. What what the fuck is happening? I, and I kind of wonder because so because this series has had so many strong artists, if because we're not used to seeing that, if we're also it extra hits hard because like what, yeah, how, uh, and we've also seen again we've we've almost exclusively seen Wanda drawn by Todd McFarlane or Greg Capullo, right. So when you see her drawn in this manner, it hits like a ton of bricks. Yeah, that's fair. That's a really good point. And I, again, I will say uh, Angel Medina's uh, granny 
Oh, it's great. Really, really hey. on, on point, very on character. Everything else uh, is great. There's a splash of Angela that's beautiful. Um, his recreation of the Capullo drawing of Spawn holding up Malbolge's head is uh, really rock solid. Yeah. But yeah, that one panel is just like, what the goddamn hell? Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that one panel, that, that would be the only thing about this issue that I had a really problem with it all is like literally that one panel. And again, it's weird because... He, Angel draws Wanda a lot throughout, and she looks great. She looks like what she should for going through pregnancy and everything. It's literally this one panel. Yeah. Uh, here's where this volume's going to get weird, though, because, again, 99, 100, 101, read straight through. They're fucking great in a lot of ways. And you can just chomp right through them. They're just, yeah, chomp right it, through there's, them. There's almost no reason to, to put the book down. Um because it's just like pop, pop, pop. You're you are reading a complete story, and then you get to cautionary tales. Yeah. So then you can tell the big stuffs over because then one hundred two, one hundred three, one hundred four kind of go back to where Spawn was before, like issue ninety four or five when the big story started. Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just a bunch of here's this uh, slice of life, this character, something weird's going on. Uh, we tell the weird story, and then Spawn comes in at the end and, and either saves the day or the day's ruined because of him. And again, I'm gonna. Uh, I've been kind of hinting at this all, all, uh, all show. I really think that um, McFarlane just goes through these periods of uh, fuck. I don't know. And his his fuck. I don't know. Periods are when he just makes Spawn the Spectre for a few issues while he figures out what the next arc's going to be. Kinda. And I mean, honestly, you can't really blame him on something like this because he just he literally yeah. just did. Malbolge is dead. Spawn turned down heaven. Spawn turned down hell. He turned his back on Granny. What do I do now? And uh, I don't know. Make make him the Spectre for a few issues while I figure it out. Yeah, and it's very interesting because I, I don't even dislike it because on one hand, man, it feels weird to have this big story, but I almost might prefer this over the traditional, hey, we're going to have a, an entire arc of recovery after a big story. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like those arcs in, in uh, long-form superhero comics. My absolute favorite, second favorite, I should say, issue of X-Men is the issue after Onslaught, which the, the issue is literally the X-Men waking up and sitting down for breakfast together in a world that suddenly has no Avengers or Fantastic Four, and they're more hated and feared than ever because everybody knows a mutant just nearly destroyed the world. I love that issue, and to a that's certain right. extent, that's what the Aftermath issue was for Spawn, but I still – I would have been okay with, with a little bit more time ruminating on the consequences of his actions. Then again, ruminating on the consequences of his actions is very not what Spawn does. Yeah. And that's why he usually ends up in the situations he ends up in. So, But uh, we, get, we, get this, we get the Spectre stuff again. I'm sorry yeah. to keep interrupting. Oh, no, no. You're fine because, again, what I was going to say is uh, like issue – I don't have any notes for the next issues because like issue 102 – uh, is Mammon making a deal with uh, this Thea chick and essentially it comes in the end of, oh, Spawn, she's terrified of Spawn, terrified of Spawn and at the very end. Oh, it's Spawn was misunderstood. He was trying to say, he was trying to save her. Ma- well, she, she's the thing is she has some si- kind of psychic ability to see when people die. Yeah. And when she, and when she does that, she gets stigmata bleeds like, yeah. in her palms. So she, she just happens to her when she's a kid. She becomes a heroin addict and um, is basically haunted throughout her life by these mysterious and terrible deaths that she can see and I think also feel. Like I think there's a, there's a, uh, a telepathically emotional component to it as well. And uh, she also – whenever a lot of times, not always, but when she sees these deaths, Spawn is either around or he shows up in a vision. She believes that uh, he's like basically the devil, that he's he's taunting her and haunting yeah. her with this. Maman says he can make it all go away uh, because he is a devil and is lying to her. Uh, again, like you said, um, the the end twist is, ha-ha, I was lying. Spawn was trying to protect you. The end. And uh, I don't even it's know. If, I can't even remember if Spawn actually gets a lot of dialogue in this. He mostly just kind of shows up. Yeah. And is threatening as Spawn is. Yeah, and I mean, so I will say all three of these issues are enjoyable. I like these two, but the, it's just weird going from that to this because it's like, yeah, that's, I don't have much to say about 102 beyond that except that's 102. Uh, yeah. That's the story. Uh, and then I want to know why the hell issue 103 has the cover it has because there are no vampires in this at all. 
or at least no no actual vampires. Yeah. I guess you could say there are uh, psychic vampirism or metaphorical vampirism taking place. But uh, it, as cool a cover as it is, it has nothing to do with the interior of the story. No, it's true. And uh, it's also, yeah, issue one of three, uh, in a nutshell, is a uh, rich businessman has become slightly addicted to buying Nazi shit. And uh, uh, Spawn does his... This is where I love Spawn and hate Spawn, where it's like Spawn uses the weird power set he has to essentially make the guy live through the... So he buys this lamp with a person's tattoo woven into the lampshade, essentially. Which is which is a thing that yeah. happened uh, in Nazi Germany. That's something that yeah. came up in um, starring Sally J. Freeman as herself. Tattoos were uh, um, considered decorations for the, the various pieces of furniture oh. that were used um, by uh, Nazis to create furniture, etc. Mm. And then uh, Spawn basically... Force this guy to live through this. There's some great imagery. Like, there's a great, the reigning people scene from Ashes is, like, horrifying. Yeah. Uh, of the three Cautionary Tales issue, I think this is probably my favorite. Yeah, it's a great one. Like, Possibly because I just feel like it's the most straightforward. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, uh, I don't know. The the other two just have so, some ridiculous elements. This this one doesn't feel ridiculous. It's a uh, it's it's heavy-handed, but I mean you're talking about the Holocaust, how can it not be? Yeah, I will say I think actually like 104 just cuz I kind of like the idea of dealing with the ramifications from like 20 issues ago or whenever it was. Totally fair. So I dug that. Uh but yeah, no, yeah, let's again. Let's dive into that. These are these are hard to talk about. Cause yeah, that that's issue 103. Spawn shows the guy the evil one's ways. That's basically yeah, uh, that's literally it. That's yeah. literally the issue. Yeah. Uh, and then 104 is we again we get the ramifications of what happened with Urizen on in uh, Malice, where this kid, little kid named uh, was it Mikey Malloy, scared to death of this group of boys. You find out that they were affected during the uh, time Urizen was affecting everyone in Malice. They now have these weird powers, and they. Uh, they essentially kidnapped a kid wearing a horrifying pig mask and... Made from actual pigs. Made actual from actual pigs, pigs. Slaughtered pigs on Halloween to make these pig masks. Horrifying. Kidnapped the kid. Tie him up. Uh, Spawn comes in to uh, face the leader of him and he turns into like this... With the, this pig demon Essentially creature. a pig demon, yeah. yeah. What, what I think... And again, I, I, um, I think that actually t- uh, speaks to the detriment of the issue because it doesn't actually tell us. I don't think the other two kids actually got the power from this. I think they were just infected by the evil. Yeah. But the lead, the leader managed to tap into something deeper and more powerful. And he possibly is possessed or something. We don't really know. But somehow he does become this. Yeah, for... he, he merges with his mask and becomes an actual uh, boar demon or pig Yeah, demon. for a... Uh people who watch demon slayer looks a lot like uh Inosuke, but instead of a mask it's an actual pig head it uh it's a, it's a cool little fight and uh the and it has a traditional spawn ending also again every volume has to have at least one issue about kids so here's that, that one uh spawn wins and these poor kids are just petrified for the rest of their lives yeah but the mikey is um... mikey's okay he, he turns out okay, even though there is a, a great page of him just still tied to the post. Yeah, I was going to say. Sacrificed, and it's like, help? And, and Spawn does not save him so much as Spawn came in, slayed the demon, and left. But for some reason, Mikey actually seems pretty okay with that overall. He's, he, he, uh, his nightmares end, and he's okay, and the, the, the other two uh, who were with the possessed child, they're the ones that are like, uh, they, they've basically become mute yep and uh the and the other kid just has horrible horrendous night terrors that he cannot bear and doesn't ever get a good night's sleep again yeah it's a again it's a very specter type thing yeah just like you know the specter defeats the evil but you know those that should still be considered innocent remain suffering uh it's a it's a very spawn trope and again it's a very mcfarlane not necessarily twiddling his thumbs, but McFarlane being like, okay, what's next? Where do I go from here? I've still got to put a comic out. Um, 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 evil kids. Okay. Yeah. Where, where do, what, Actually, what can I do now? I should note, I said that was last Greg Capullo. I don't think it's last Greg Capullo for a while, because if I remember right, I think 105 and 106, maybe he, I can't remember when he actually leaves, leaves. But maybe 105. Okay. I can't remember. Cause he, I know he does some pencil stuff. Sorry to random, random no, interrupt there. I, I was remembering that. out loud. 
Uh, I appreciate that because I'm. Uh, I would definitely be looking forward to some more Capullo if there's a little bit more Capullo to be had. Um, and I am very curious if the next volume is going to start with Cautionary Tales Part Four uh, because uh, I, don't... It, it, I don't know. I, I could see McFarlane in those three months being like, okay, I figured out where I'm going. I could also see him being like, I need a couple more months. Let's make this, you know, a five part vignette series. Um, we'll find out in a month for sure. If I, uh, so not to spoil, I won't spoil it if I remember right. It's, uh, I think the cautionary tales aren't necessarily done, but I think uh, we do deal more with some older enemies returning in a new way. Okay. Uh, some. I'm trying to remember, as always, incredible covers. I'm looking at the covers and trying to go off my memory on what they go, what <laughs> happens. But uh, gotcha. I know Sam and Twitch come back pretty soon, so that's Hooray. exciting. I think they're in. It's like one oh, yeah, one oh eight that they're involved in. Excellent. So we're getting there. Yeah, we're we're getting so this again. Some continuing to be in some cool shit. And uh, now I'm excited. I think overall I really like this volume, but it, it's a weird. It's another volume. Uh, uh, Tell of two cities because it is half amazing, incredible finale to the first to the like the what we've been waiting for for so long in Spawn, and the other half mm-hmm. is a really cool but very basic. Like, hey, here's like, I don't want to even call it filler. It's just like if you were to say, hey, here's a Spawn story. There's three of like the Crow Spirit of Vengeance Spawn version that uh, he loved doing uh for a little while there yeah for sure um when i okay when i first read this volume because admittedly i read this probably a couple months ago because i wasn't sure when we'd be able to record yeah that the, the, everybody i'm sure you remember us talking about the plan was to keep doing at least respawn uh during training unfortunately that didn't work out and i can totally understand why uh that training was much more intense for colby than i think either of us expected it to be that's true um but I did when I first read this a couple months ago. Five star volume, absolutely adored it. Really, really stuck with me. Reading it a second time, uh, more recently, the cautionary tale stuff kind of sticks out like a sore thumb and something that I was like, yeah, it's 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 traditional McFarlane, it's tropey McFarlane. I don't hate it, but it yeah. is not. It's nowhere near the power of the first three issues. I'd probably knock this down to a four to four and a half star read based on that, uh, which still sounds ridiculously high. And it is ridiculously high. Oh, it's still great. But that's the power of those first three issues. Those first three issues are probably, arguably, the best Spawn has ever been. Oh, yeah. No, to this point especially, like, it's, again, Spawn in general, it's a, it's it's peaks and valleys, but not necessarily in... in quality but in pacing and what's going on like you are either in the right of your life and everything's happening or you're getting good stories that are just kind of spawn being spawn mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing especially in, i think in the current comics landscape there is something refreshing about reading issues like that because right. That's fair. I think so many writers right now and again nothing I understand why clearly but so many writers like anytime they get a a major book it's like uh, this is going to be the definitive run that I can do and you right. get a lot of great shit out of that but you also don't get a lot of those just like good stories that happen to exist yeah you don't you don't have a lot of moments yeah exactly like it's all you don't have just a it's all you're always in a major make it or break it event mode you're always in like I mean, crap. Uh, we're you know we'll date a little bit, but with Tiny and doing Fear Say right now, it's like mm-hmm. his entire run. And again, it's not his fault. A lot of it has come out to be editorial, which makes sense. Right. We, we've talked about we love James. But yeah, Kenyon. his his entire run has been event. It's the lead up to the Joker War, the Joker War, the aftermath of the Joker War, Fear State. Yeah. And that that's that's Tiny. That's a a series wrap on Tiny and on yeah Batman. Well, even like. I love, again, the Snyder Run, probably my all-time favorite run, but it also suffered from, like, you can, it's Court of Owls, uh, Death of the Family, Year O Zier, or, yeah, Year Zero, Zero. Zero. sorry about My letters went all curly there. It was uh, cute, it's okay. Yeah, Year uh, Zero, and then the, return, the Return of the Joker, game, his name escapes, Endgame, thank you. Endgame, yes, oh God, Endgame. Uh, super, <laughs> super Heavy. And uh, yeah, you, you, and you can literally name the stories by their arc because that's yeah. all there is. At least in you know in, in Morrison's Batman, sure you had Batman R.I.P. Um, but and then the the Black Casebook stuff was more of a sprawling tale yeah. of all these different uh, 
things, Batman Incorporated was almost a, a, a one shot by one shot, issue by issue story. Yeah. It's very similar to the way Hickman tells uh, his, especially his X Men comics. Oh yeah, and um, I and I can definitely appreciate that because when you're and you know what that that actually just made me realize something about the Hickman stuff. Maybe that's why Hickman current one and hitting me as hard is because we've gotten so little major X Men for so long that mm-hmm. it's like oh I'm kind of missing the actual giant X Men story to be honest. Right. Uh, well, I feel like I feel like Dugan's going to be doing that with his X book, so I'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing what he brings to it while keeping it in the Krakow and era. I'm very very excited about what Dugan's doing. Yeah. No. Uh, but this is not an X Men podcast. No. This is not blah blah. Uh, but well, we will mention because uh, this is where it kind of belongs. Uh, King Spawn. Uh, shockingly, pre-orders were over five hundred thousand, which is still mind-boggling. Uh, it's uh, this, fucking insane. Yeah, the new the new era of Spawn has fully started. We have movement on the movie for the first time forever, as uh, McFarlane has kind of relinquished a lot of con- control, and you have a new writer. Which honestly, good for him. Yeah, no, again, it's like I love McFarlane, and look, I love again. I just saw the Halsey movie in fucking theaters. There's a good chance I'll see Danzig's new movie in theaters. I'm a huge fan of people just, whether they're capable or not, going out and just making shit they want to make. Doing their shit, yes. But I also, again, would love a really, really good Spawn movie, because I think one in this era can be made. And, uh, you know, I I don't, as much as I love McFarlane, it's his baby. A first-time directing gig on something like that uh, never goes well. I mean, let's look at, as much as I appreciate it, uh, Frank Miller's The Spirit is yeah. uh, is a movie, and that, and that it, wasn't uh, is even, on celluloid. And that's the sad thing. Wasn't even his first time like doing a movie. Like if he legit, he probably had the best way to enter the filmmaking business from comics anyone has ever had. Of hey, we'll co-direct with Robert Rodriguez and learn from Robert Rodriguez, and have Quentin Tarantino help out in a couple scenes, and then go make a movie. And it still didn't work out. And great. not just that. Dude is a, dude was a Hollywood screenwriter. He yeah. wrote the script for RoboCop Two, which is a better movie than people remember it being. Mm-hmm. There's again, so I'm very happy we're getting movement on that. That's fucking awesome. Again, uh, we got Gunslinger Spawn coming in October. We got the Scorch coming out after that. Oh, a lot of great Spawn stuff happening. You got new killer figures coming out one right after another. I'm it's it's a great time to be a fan of Spawn, and this is a great time to kind of read a lot of. If you haven't read a lot of the original Spawn run, I, again, the more we read of it and kind of catching up, I still can't believe that we're, you know, a little under a third of the way through all of Spawn. That's something I would did not think we would get to in a weird way. Like, on paper, I knew we would, but also it feels weird to be like, oh, we just finished 104. We, you know, what, 321's coming out tomorrow or some shit like that. Like, we're not, we're almost a third of the way. Yeah, we uh, we did it. I think that was the biggest thing was like we were like, if we do this, we have to do it. We yeah. can't quit it. And we've had some uh, we've we've had some pretty grand ideas we were not able to uh, stick with before. So there was always that question of, is this the magic one? Is this the magic number? And I am so thrilled and pleased that the answer appears to be yes. Yeah, because I- we we took a break. We admit it. We we took a longer break than we planned, but we're back and we're here to stay. Next uh, month, at the end of September, you will be getting Spawn Volume 18. Hell yeah! And until then, you're going to keep hearing us on Blah Blah Comics 2.0. Fuck yeah! I believe there's most likely another uh, Dangerous Humans coming out yeah. soon. I know you That'll and uh, Daniel have been talking about that. We are we are back. Things are getting back to normal here in uh, the Blah Blah offices. Oh yeah, we, and. Uh, we have shit to talk to kind of promote uh, a little bit. Uh, for one, you have, fingers crossed, who knows, times are weird, but you have a convention appearance coming up. I do. Uh, DD Studios, my comic book company, will have a table at uh, Fan Expo in two weeks. Uh, we will be selling all three issues of our first miniseries, Space is Awful. Uh, we will have our kids' books available, and we may just be taking pre-orders on our first color one shot uh, which we will be putting out soon uh, Derek showed me the final pencil pages with all the letters on them um, just under a week ago and I am so freaking thrilled with how it came out I, I cannot believe the book looks and reads as good as it does uh, we adapted a couple of my short stories into uh, comics so and uh, they're a little bit more uh, mature language a little bit more mature themes and uh, 
no like crazy sex or anything, but uh, we're definitely uh, a little bit stronger than our normal PG-13 fare. Um, we're really, really proud of it, and uh, hopefully get those into everyone's hands soon. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's our big stuff coming out. And then, um, what's going on with you, sir? So, uh, right now I am fucking happy to finally talk about it. My uh, first Pro Wrestling t-shirt came out today. You can go pick that shit up at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Jason Way. I promote it on all my shit, too. Uh, that came out today while recording. We have, uh, if you want to go see my debut pro wrestling match, you can go watch that at the Rhodes Wrestling Academy YouTube. Go check that it's, out. It's a good match. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I was really impressed. Um, uh, the, honestly, uh, the whole event uh, really impressed me. There were a couple of matches I thought were, I'm going to admit, were a little subpar. I won't say which ones. Uh, I will say the ones that most impressed me, your match, obviously, and the women's match was incredible. Those, those women really fucking rocked it oh fuck yeah no they're all all of them are uh, very very great we had a uh, overall again i was very proud like you mentioned the show was taught the bottom turned out really well uh greatly appreciate it. go check that out rose wrestling academy student showcase number two we have all kind of again great great match after great great match on there uh hopefully i'll be somewhere soon in person but again as everyone listening knows already Weird times make doing anything weird. Uh, but uh, that's right now. If you want to directly support our individual gigs, that's the easiest way to do it. Go buy my shirt. Go see Derek at Fan Expo. Buy up all the amazing books they have for sale. They're all great. I have read them. I can vouch for them. They have some Tell, tell me work. you are a Respawn listener. I won't have anything free for you, but I'll, like, I'll give you a hug and apologize profusely. So uh, whichever you, you you wish to to have someone there will be. Uh, but I'd really I'd stuff. really like to know if you uh, if you listen to the show. Yeah, for real. Let us know. We love to hear that again. If you want to say something else, just tweet or Instagram. I'm the real Jason Way on pretty much everything. I am various combinations of blah blah pod or blah blah podcast on Twitter. I'm blah blah pod on. Uh, Instagram, I am blah blah podcast. I probably should have thought that out better and uh, you know made myself a little bit more of like single, like picked one and then stuck with it. But I didn't because hey, I'm silly. It so, happens. Uh, no shame. No shame in that. But yeah, come come and tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you thought of these issues. Uh, celebrate issue 100 for us. I can't imagine anyone sat down to read these comics and walked out of. Uh, Issue 100 being like, meh. Yeah, I would have been better. We normally talk about our favorite issue, but I feel like we both probably would pick 100. Oh, for sure. Easily. Yeah. Issue 100 might be my new favorite issue of Spawn. McFarlane is very good at knocking out those milestone issues. Yes. Uh, He he organized great shit. We've now had... It's Again, it's crazy to think. We are now like in the... In present day, in like the third renaissance of Spawn in a big, big way... And that's fucking weird, because this is, is this is around issue hundred is around that se- kind of around that second one where numbers were doing really good again, and he was very popular for a while again. It's like, again, it's sad that it took like twenty years to get to that third one, but he got there. <laughs> he got there, and yeah. uh, again, I feel like it's well earned. There's cer- there's something about McFarlane. That man is tenacious as fuck. Oh yeah. And what's funny is he won't let you forget it, and I kind of love that about him. No, yeah, and it again. As much as we, as anyone can talk shit about, at the end of the day, the fact that we're talking about issue 100 and how great it was and how well it did at the time. And again, issue, you know, King Spawn number one just dropped, and the fact that it's over 500,000, getting decent reviews, people, fans are loving it, it's bringing in some new people. That's great. That's very awesome. Uh, I I don't know what's in the future for Spawn, but it, it is very admirable and inspiring to see how McFarlane has capitalized on everything from issue 250 forward and especially issue 300 forward. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like the spawn momentum just somehow keeps growing. And I didn't know when issue 300 is one of the best selling books of uh, 2019, I think or 2020, whatever year it came out in. Right. I was, uh, I was pretty shocked, but the fact that King spawn now might be one of the best selling books of this decade is something I never planned on. Right. 
Like that is an ad. Honestly, a very fitting name. <laughs> would yes. not would not have guessed that, but uh, he knew what he was doing. He said, "Fuck it, I'm dropping it. It's happened. We're doing and, it." But uh, and again, worth it. Worth absolutely. it for sure. In the end, absolutely worth it. Well, this has been tremendous, man. I'm so glad to be doing this with you again, oh, as too. always. Um, don't think we're going anywhere. Shang-Chi is about to hit theaters, and I got tickets to a Thursday show. Uh, there's a new Spider-Man trailer that dropped that I don't think we've had a chance to talk about yeah. yet. There is news. There is reviews. There are comics every single week. Jesus there's Christ, so there are There's so many comics. comics right now. They're like, I, I spent, I'm finally caught up on them, too. I'm like, there's like six issues I'm behind, and uh, I can't wait to be fully caught up. I'm almost there. Uh, we'll have a shit ton of talk about next blah blah. We'll have ho- Which will hopefully be this weekend. Yeah, hopefully this weekend. We'll have a lot more coming out. Again, this will either come out right before or the day of a new spawn coming out too. So that worked out well by accident. Uh, Absolutely, I love it. I know we're getting this weird point that I don't know if I'm ready for. I know my wall's not <laughs> where there's going to, by the end of this year there will theoretically be a new spawn book every week of every month. Yeah, I, I genuinely, if if you can, I understand if you can't, but if you can, I would love to hear a mini-sode from you every week on oh, this. Oh, I'll, I'll I, may, I may have to start doing a mini reason. I don't mind fucking talking about Spawn for five, ten minutes. I like awesome. it. If you guys like the King Spawn mini-episode, mini let us know. We'll make more Please. of those. Please. Because we've also, <laughs> I will say we teased it before, but this became a very big reality of possibly doing the Violator series. Yes, yeah, um... I've I've locked on to a, a collection, so um, I would love to do that. Again, it's something we consider doing as a uh, Patreon exclusive, but we still haven't gotten the Patreon off the ground. And we may end up just doing it for you guys. Yeah, and right now, I know we haven't talked about it. We also feel weird. Like, the entire Patreon world is just weird right now with the current yeah. events, and I don't... I'll be honest, I don't know how I feel about take about taking you guys any any of your money right now until we know we have enough stuff to deliver a Patreon for. Mm-hmm. And also, if we have entertained you at all in these really weird times, uh, that means a lot to us. Because if we, if we can help entertain you for even just an hour or two, that's why we do this, to talk about Spawn and talk about cool shit. So hopefully... You enjoy listening to this as much as we enjoy making it, because uh, as long as there's as long as there's two people fucking listening that aren't us, we'll probably keep making. Them. I can't see why not. Um, well, thank you all. Speaking of, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll be around uh, this weekend and the next. Um, y'all take care, and uh, we'll see you in the future. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.